Welcome to the Arena Church podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. And to you, that might just be a little word. Helen doesn't like that word, so we try and keep it out of our house. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah? So there's some things that we do want and some things that we don't want. So I'm just going to introduce, well, I'm going to just invite a panel up, and they're going to come up, and let's give them a round of applause as they do. Come on, we can do better than that. Let's give them a real round of applause. Great, great. So we're just going to have a quick whistle-stop introduction. Hopefully you know a lot of these people, but I'm sure some of you uh, don't. So Steve, we'll start with you, if that's okay. Have you got your microphone? Just on the floor. There we go. Oh, that's me, is it? Okay. Hello. Oh, sorry. That's right. <laughs> to introduce myself. Please, yes, I'm yeah, great, Sorry, Steve. for those who don't know, um, certainly if you're new this morning, my name's Steve. Um, I'm married to a wonderful wife. She said that I've got to say some things about her. <laughs> she's, she's, she's the uh, Lynn. We've been married 38 years, um, which is good, isn't it? Yeah. It's good, isn't it? Lincoln, eh? Yeah. And during that time, the subject this morning is uh, numerous things about offence, rejection, and all of those things which we've suffered by way of each other. But, <laughs> uh, but we've managed to keep together. So that's good, isn't it? Yeah. yeah so um, we've got three boys, all grown up apart from Jared, um, um, who gets married next month. Yes, we think the same. Yes, um, which is good. And uh, so he gets married. Um, and it's going to be a costly year, but it'll be good. And um, we've got two grandchildren, which is fantastic. Absolutely amazing. We love that. And um, there you go. I'm, I run a few businesses. Um, um, what am I? People ask. I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. I use that word correctly in the sense of a, a serial entrepreneur. That means to say that I produce Kellogg's and cereals. But no, um, it means to say that I'm a repetitive entrepreneurial type, very much like Christian is in the sense that he loves an opportunity, he sees vision, he develops it, he builds it, and he passes it on. And I love that, but I, I, I do it in a number of contexts of business, uh, community, and in the past planting church. Uh, so, um, anyway, I've only got a minute. That's me introduced. Um, um, in the past, uh, probably, I'd, I'm not a good manager. Um, I'm not a good administrator. Um, I forgot what time the meeting started today. Um, but I'm entrepreneurial. And, um, oh, I'm one, sorry, I'm, yes. Christian just reminded I'm one of the elders. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I think that was an entrepreneur's minute. Uh, uh, make the most of what you got, Steve. I like it. Control it. Okay. I mean, for, the, for those who don't know, um, I'm Christian and I have the, the joy of um, being one of the leaders uh, of Arena Church and, uh, and bringing a lead. Trying to bring a lead. <laughs> 
Okay. And, uh, but I'm married to Caroline uh, 25 years, and we have uh, four uh, lovely children. And uh, we've been here for 17 years, and it is an absolute delight to uh, lead uh, you great people and lead such an amazing eldership and an amazing uh, staff. And I'm very grateful. Great. Lisa. Hiya, I'm Lisa. Um, I'm the community manager stroke pastor. I've been with Kevin Harrison 30 years. I've got two sons, three grandchildren. Um, I've been born again only 13 years, so I'm quite new to like this panel. Um, so I mainly started trouble now. Now I'm born again. Uh, mainly, mainly, I try, I try. So that's me. Hi, I'm Christine. Um, thank you. Yeah, there we go. And that is my daughter. Yeah. Okay. £10 extra pocket money. Thank you. <laughs> Ka-ching. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, I'm married to a lovely man called Neil. We've been married for 27 years this week. And I have two amazing daughters. Um, Abigail and Naomi, affectionately known in our house as Abel and Snowy. They're not really going to thank me for that afterwards, but they're our affectionate names for them. And they are 17 and 19. Um, we also have a puppy dog called Maisie, who is absolutely crazy and 10 months old, so she actually takes a lot of looking after too. Um, my role here is I am the business manager for the conferencing that we run out of Arena. Uh, and I also oversee the hospitality teams. And at the moment, I have the privilege of um, three Sundays out of the month being over at Mansfield and just being, you know, being able to be part of that. So it's an amazing journey that we're on. Thank you. Great, great. So, so we're going to we're going to get into it this morning. Uh, before we do that, I want to ask an icebreaker, and I'll tell you a story first. I'm going to ask. What's the craziest thing is you've seen in church, guys? Like, as in, just, like, funniest, ridiculous, whatever. I'll tell you a funny story. We were in our youth meeting this time last year, and one of our sound guys, there was a bit of an issue, I think, with the sound, but we were pumping. Like, if you've ever been to Universal on a Friday, it's loud. Like, people are jumping, people are going crazy, all that stuff. The sound guy goes to check out what the issue is. No one else knows, obviously, just the sound guy. He walks to the back. He does no more than trip over the power, pull the power out for the whole thing, and all the music and the lights go... <laughs> silent. <laughs> and everyone's laughing at this guy, unfortunately. Our sound guys are great, but that was one of the craziest things that happened in a meeting that I've been part to. But guys, anything? <laughs> go on. Can I? Thank you. Um, who, loves, who loves baptismal services? They're great, aren't they? They're absolutely wonderful, power, powerful. Um, of course, people, um, people uh, come uh, because they're obedient to Christ. They want to see their lives uh, progress. And um, we believe in the power of God that uh, as people are baptized, their, their, uh, their lives come up in a new life, and they're changed by the power of God, yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Okay, that's it. No. But, um, no, one of the funniest things I uh, witnessed was at a baptismal service, uh, we're doing this and baptizing. I wasn't actually uh, involved in the baptismal, but I'm on the, I'm on the front. And um, we baptized this guy and um, sent him down one way, and he came up absolutely transformed by the power of God. Absolutely transformed. It was completely different. 
He went down with her and he came up without it. <laughs> and, and to see the toupee floating across the water was the, was the miracle. It was amazing. I loved it. It was great. It was redemptive. So please, anybody that wears toupees or wigs, just be careful. Oh. Stick, you know, be careful. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's good. That's good. I think we'll move on <laughs> from good, that. <laughs> wow. I don't know where we go from there. But on the back of that, like we said, we're talking about some things that we do want and some things that we don't want. So we're going to dive in this morning. And I'm going to ask this one to Chris, Christine, but people say that we can despiritualize services, being honest, you know, here at Arena. I mean, what, what do you think to that? Um, I think probably I've got a good comparison because I was brought up in church, yeah. um, in, a, in a different church from here, and I would say it was very religious. We had a, a set way of doing things week in, week out, um, and for me, that didn't work. Um, things didn't stack up as I was growing up to be a teenager, as in people would go through this week in, week out, and it was almost works driven you weren't your salvation yeah and there wasn't any relationship with jesus yeah so i i went through the motions of a service but didn't get the service mm. um and as i got older I, I observed around that actually people were in church but for the the rest of the week it didn't affect their life wow. um and i then went on a journey of i was the same I was a, what you would call a Sunday church goer. I wouldn't even have called myself a Christian, but I was a Sunday church goer, and then the week just lived yeah. how I wanted, quite a rebellious teenager. And, and I went on a journey of there's got to be more than this. Yes. You know? And the thing was, I needed the relationship with Jesus, mm. and um, I had to move away from a religious experience into a relationship yeah. with Jesus. Um, and I, I found a church where, you know, I, I was given that. And I think as far as the services, you know, go, we obviously plan services, but we don't have religious services. I think that, you know, there, there has to be an order of yeah. what we do. And thinking back to me being in that, that, that kind of setting, I didn't understand what was going on. Yeah. I didn't connect with it. So, you know, we work very hard here to make our services new people friendly because as people come in, they've got to just have an understanding, even though they may not understand everything that goes on, um, they've got to be able to feel welcome, understand the wording that we're using. So we're not using religious jargon and, and all of that. And I don't think we're despiritualizing them. No. I think we're definitely letting the spirit of God just just have his way yeah. through being normal. Yeah. The thing that turned me off from the church I was brought up in, they weren't normal. No. <laughs> didn't seem normal. They didn't talk my language. I didn't understand the language and, and what they were doing. So I think, you know, we, we work very hard here yeah. um, to, when we plan the services that we're not here for three hours because there's no need to be. Yeah. Part of the service is before and after as well, connecting with people and, and building relationship with that. Yeah. I think, the, you know, the worship, um, 
points us to Jesus yeah. and that relationship. So that's certainly not despiritualized. The, the thing I always think about is, um, you know, I have a very busy life and I have a very busy day and I have to order it to make it happen. But the spirit of God's with me all the time. Yeah, it's true. And I have opportunity for talking to people. So I, I think, you know, we need to get that out of our head. Just because something is organized and ordered, the spirit of God can still have free reign. Yes. And I firmly believe that that is what we work to, you know, and it's a high priority for us yeah. at Arena. Yeah, here at Arena, our main goal for Sunday is not to run a great service Sunday so that you walk away changed for Monday. And um, that's what we try and do. I think that's fair to say. Um, you know, what we're doing here this morning, people could class as almost ir- ir- irreligious uh, in a way. And we'd be quite happy with that tag, I think, because we want to help people get to know Jesus. That's what we want. And um, that's what we're going to continue to do. Lisa, I know that your background was maybe uh, quite heavily religious in kind of the church that you were you were in start off with. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, sure. So I didn't come to this church first because I wasn't like because of bell conditions. So I had to go to another church. Um, and I won't name it just because of the content of what I'm going to speak about. Um, but when I first went, I had bell conditions. I, I, was, I was raw. I came from a very different world. Mm. Um, and I joined this church and there was fantastic people. However, everything they said I didn't understand. Um, it was all very religious. Um, I'd walk into the church and instead of hello, it was praise the Lord, hallelujah. Um, this word awesome was used all the time, no matter what you, what you were saying. So how are you today, Lisa? I'm not doing very well. I've just had three interviews at the police station. Kev's dying. Awesome. Can we pray for you? And I'd be like, awesome. And so that I didn't get. I didn't get all the language. I didn't get that. Um, kind of everyone assumed you knew the bible so you'd just randomly get scripture quoted at you or words from the lord so people would come up and say you know um lisa i've got a word from the lord for you i'd be like really and then they'd pass on this word that meant nothing to me um and at that time i mean you're talking about four weeks i'd made a commitment this this man had got up said his bit and that was me I need what he's saying, and I got saved. Um, And, you know, for me, that was life-defining. But I still had loads and loads of issues, because I'd only been saved four weeks. And one of the issues um, was anger, nicotine. Um, So during the service, I used to bob out for a fag, um, (laughs) because I'd be gagging, you know, when it's going on like an hour and a half. And um, a couple of people that befriended me started following me out. Following me out of the service, and I'd, I'd be you now looking over my shoulder. One particular day, Lisa, you've got a demon of nicotine in you. Wow. Oh, well, Josh, I'm like, you've what? You've got a, ni- a demon of nicotine, and you need delivering, and we're going to come over there and we're going to lay hands on you. <laughs> well, I'm just going to be honest now, because I'd only been saved four weeks. <laughs> I smoked up the fag because they was doing me head in, and I said, if <laughs> anybody comes here laying anything on me, there's going to be trouble. I am already... <laughs> I am already in enough trouble. That's good. You know, I'm at court, I'm looking at session, don't be laying anything, just back off. So from where they stood, they just started shouting all this stuff, in Jesus' name, I command thee, come out of it. Well, I just thought they are all mad. I thought, I'm not coming back, God. There's no way, if this is your people... 
I am not coming back. Yeah. They're insane. And it never got better. Yeah. My first experience of an own group, I went in, and Christian can testify to this. I've never been in one since. I'm about to, I've, I've been training now, which took 13 years because I went in, and uh, lovely house, walked in, all these candles lit, Josh. And I'm thinking, oh, all the lights dimmed, soft music, I thought, <laughs> what is going on? Anyway, because it, I Sounds got like saved. Christian's on a Friday night. Oh, is it? The kids are all at, <laughs> all at youth. <laughs> That's not the small group, is it? But, uh, yes, so this, you've gone into December now, because yeah. I got saved in November, the... the, the um, my testimony started in November, so it's December. So all the lights are low, all these candles lit, this soft music's playing. Um, next minute, somebody walks through with a big cake, and everyone starts singing happy birthday. And I'm like, oh, it's someone's happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jesus. Happy <laughs> birthday to... And it, because it was Christmas time, they're having a party for Jesus. Well, I was stuck in my clock, Josh. I didn't know how to get out. I thought, I, I can't stay. I've joined a cult. It's mad. So, yeah, so, as a consequence of that, I hadn't joined a small group. That's brilliant. So, yes. Eleanor, just remind me to take that off of my, uh, my calendar for Don't this year. That. <laughs> that's, uh, that's good. I, I, I mean, I want to move on. We're talking about religion there, and um, religion refers to a set way of thinking, to rules, to regulation. We don't believe in a God of rule and regulation. We believe in a God of relationship, a God who wants to get to know you. I find it really interesting that the Apostle Paul, he was like really gracious on one hand. On the other hand, he seemed quite harsh. And he was so gracious with people who didn't know Jesus, wasn't he? Like the Apostle Paul, he was so gracious with people who don't know Jesus. And I think in church sometimes we get so religious that we're really ungracious with people who don't know Jesus. We've got it the wrong way around. He was really gracious with people who knew Jesus. But with people who followed God and were mature Christians, then he was a little bit more to the point and honest. You know what, church? Let's be, let's be gracious to the world. Those people who you work with. Let's, let's not be offended by the mess in their lives. Let's be honest. We're all a mess as well. We were all a mess as well. Let's be open, honest, and let's love people. Let's move on. Lisa, I'm going to address this to you as well. Because my generation... Um, kind of, I guess, 18 to 30s of today, has been classed as fragile mm. at times. Mm. Do you see this kind of cross-generationally in the church? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely not just your generation. Yeah. Um, I think we've all suffered it, if I'm honest. Everybody. Everybody can be fragile. Yeah. Um, I think the trouble with being fragile, I've never known it not lead to offence. Right. It always leads to offence. You always end up offended when... Your starting block is fragile. Yes. Um, so a couple of examples for me because I've seen it and it hasn't looked nice and I've also been it. Yeah. Um, an example of seeing it would be, take the platform. These people that I've known have really, really wanted the platform. They've really wanted to come up here. Um, and they haven't had the opportunity, they haven't been invited. Um, and so what happens is, if they're fragile... And something like that happens. They start giving room to thoughts, mm. such as, you know, why aren't I being invited? Why is Lisa up again? Or Josh is up again? Um, and what starts happening? Them thoughts then start making them feel offended. So they start getting offended yeah. by whoever. Yeah. Um, and what I have seen happen 
is then that offence leads them to believe thoughts like God is withholding it from me or it's normally the church holding me back. If I'm honest, that's the phrase that it normally is, Josh. The church are holding me back. Nobody, no church, nobody can hold you back from God's plan for you, ever, ever. Um, My own life is testimony to that. I was born and raised by gangsters. I'm an ex-offender myself. Um, and I am fully in the purpose of God for yes. my life. Yeah. Nobody can hold you back. Love it. Um, so out of that comes that. I mean, I myself, I can remember one time when I first started this job, I didn't know how to turn a computer on, work computers, do any side of admin. Um, and your mum was training me, Julie. Um, and I can remember one day, I've been sending out all these emails to all these people, and one day she came up to me and she says, Lisa, before you send your next batch of emails out, could I just look over them? So to a phase, because I'm a bit like black, I'm like, yeah, okay, okay. I goes away, Josh, and I thought, she wants to read my emails for. <laughs> Why have I got to send my emails to Julie to read the content? First, I've been doing this for, for a couple of months now. So I started to give room to these thoughts, and I started yeah. to get offended. Yeah. But because I was reading the Bible and God says, go to your brother. So I suggest when you do, because I'm, I'm not saying you, you will, go to the person, yes, unpack it with them. So I went to him and I says, you know, Julie, I've got to say, dog, I'm a bit offended. <laughs> but you've got to soften it, haven't you? Yeah. Especially to a senior leader. He's good. Um, she's my mum. This is what I had as my yeah. childhood. Yeah. Like. yeah. Let me see everything that goes up. <laughs> but, you know, I've got to say, I'm a bit offended. I'm a bit bothered. Why do you want to see my emails? You want to read my content to check what I'm saying before it goes out? And she looked at me ever so gracious, Josh. And she went, no, Lisa, it's the spelling. I straight away went, ah, you spell check. Because it was spell check. Yeah. I've taught her to use it because I don't spell well. Ah, you spell check. She just came back with, Lisa, it's not that. You know the words where and there? Because there's a million ways you spell where and there, isn't there? She says, it's them. Well, I was instantly convicted. And all God says to me when I went away feeling very humble, very stupid, all God says to me is the problem with, A, you was fragile when she has to see your email. So what if she wants to see him? For whatever reason, I was being fragile. And out of that birthed mistrust. I did not trust her art. I thought she wanted to read the content for some other reason to check what I was saying to people. And that's what happens. When you're fragile, church, you don't deal with it. We're all fragile. Everybody struggles with it. But you've got to deal with it. Go to, go to a Christian friend. Go to another mature leader. Yeah. Go to somebody and say, I'm struggling with this. Yes. Could you help me? Yes. And that is what matures you as a Christian. It's good. It's funny, isn't it? Because obviously the heart of, of Julie was to protect you. Exactly. And to help exactly. you. And sometimes we can't always see that no. because we're just so yeah. offended. Yeah. And we're so fragile. And, you know, this man's kind of done, done that to me quite a lot, <laughs> a lot of the time, in the, especially in the past. Um, but some people have actually stepped down because from it, ministry yeah. because they won't go to a Julie. Yes. They won't unpack it. Yeah. So they remain offended. And do you know the truth is, Josh, everything the woman said after that would have been through that veil. Yes. I would have heard everything through that original offence. And sometimes if I've offended anyone, if you haven't come to me and we haven't resolved that yeah. and made you know the relationship better and stronger, yeah. everything you hear and see me do is going to be through that original fence, yeah, and you're good. never going to get over it, and you're yeah. always going to stay offended at me. Yeah. Yeah, offence is not an occupant of this house, and that's why, because it creates division. And uh, we believe that where there's unity, God commands the blessing. Um, Christian, 
you've, you've been very quiet. As always. <laughs> Sorry, as always. <laughs> <laughs> but we clearly run out of strong leadership at Arena. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the difference between um, strength, having a strength in leadership, but where's the, the line between strength and control? I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Um, I think, we, I think we, we've got to define um, the two words, uh, and I think some people intermingle them uh, too readily, and I don't think they should. So for me, what, what is strength? Well, strength is the, the capacity to withstand uh, great adversity and pressure. Yeah. But control is an unnatural domination. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Have you got that? It's completely different. And in this church, we run out of strong leadership and we want to build a, a strong capacity in the leadership teams to yeah. withstand challenges. You said it today, the wind and the rain will come. But what we never want to do is control. No. And we don't, never want anybody to misunderstand it. So what does control look like? It looks like it's domination. It's my way or no other way. It's bullying. It's manipulation. It's intimidation. And I want to tell you those things that we do not, and, and they've been leveled against me, but for those who know me, that is simply not the case. How do we guard against it? I have to say by having absolutely superb eldership. So I can't make a unilateral decision. I can't just make a decision and that's it. Particularly, I mean, we can say we're gonna, we want a new set of chairs. I'm not talking about every decision. But if we talk about big decisions, big visionary decisions, I'm not just about to bulldoze them through. No. The guys can actually stop me. And a classic was that was the project. The guys actually said, no, that is yeah. not now. Yes. No. And, and, yeah, I went away thinking, well, it is now. But I was submitted to the decision. I have authority because I'm submitted to authority. Yeah. That's how I get it. That's how I've always got it. So I think it's completely different. We have to understand the, the distinction of control and, and strength. And like I said, uh, you know, control is something that's ugly. It's nasty. Uh, there's something dark and sinister around it. Mm. And it's something that we absolutely keep at the door of yeah. this church. We will not go down there. But what we do have is strong leadership. Yes. So therefore, if there are some things that need to be addressed, we will address them. Yeah. And some people don't like that, but we will address them because yes. they have to be addressed. Going back to your point, you know, if I in my house, I mean, I am the leader of our house, my, my home with Caroline and the kids, but I'm not looking to control it. No. But if there's bad behavior in the house, I'm not just going to allow it to continue because no. if I allow it to happen, guess what? It'll happen again yeah. and again and again. And the fact is, they're not being helped in that. So I will address the bad behaviour, but I'm not about to control it. Yes. And um, so I, hopefully that, that helps. So, you know, Can I just say, wouldn't hmm. it be fair to say that that is birthed out of, going back to your religion and relationship? Yeah. That that is actually birthed out of relationship. You have a relationship with the elders. You have yeah. a respect. You have an honour. Yeah. Um, and so when you have that, it's much easier to submit. Yeah. Because it is out of relationship rather than religion of these are the do's and don'ts of yeah Yeah, absolutely yeah yeah and I think hopefully I mean Steve sat around the elders table for numbers of years and you've and hopefully you've seen that there's been a you said at the very beginning there's a visionary aspect to of course what you allow me to bring but actually that it's never from the position of wanting to bulldoze and if I am bulldozing because I can be a bulldozer you all know that you're all some of you I can be a bulldozer and some of you can but it's good to have people who say stop. Yeah. And like you say, because I know they love me, yeah. 
And I trust them. So Steve's here. I trust him. I love him. I'm committed to his, you know, to be better. And I know he's committed to me and this church. It works. Yes. And and I can speak as someone obviously on team, uh, leading kind of youth and young adults in arena. Um, I have never, ever felt controlled by by you. And um, I've actually felt a great freedom. To kind of for us to step into what God, where God's taking us, and, and that, at times, Josh, there has been we have alluded to it. Some people, because you know, there's a family connection, but think he, you know, you get it for for family connection. But I've said some really, really tough things to you mm-hmm. at times, mm-hmm. very difficult things to say to you at personal levels, and just things that I've seen. And and actually, it's good to hear that it's never been a, from a controlling position. It's been from a strong yeah. position to wanting the very best. Of you, I just felt I needed yeah. to yeah. say that, and, and that, and that's what we've we've felt. That's what I've felt, and um, I think that's the reason that we have great leaders in arena because it, Christians not dictating to anyone. Um, there's connection, but there isn't control. So let's uh, let's move on, uh, Steve. I'll address this one to you. But something I see in the world today is people carrying rejection. Um, do you see this in the church, and how do we address rejection? Well, um, I, I wanted to put some notes down to this because, um, or just some thoughts, um, because um, first of all, um, there probably isn't any of us in here that hasn't been uh, felt rejection, uh, but be quite honest, there's probably not any of us that hasn't given someone else a sense of rejection. Yeah. yeah? Um, so um, I try and I try and be quite honest with myself and. Um, be philosophical at the fact that, first of all, troubles will come in life, uh, pressures will come, disasters will come, setbacks will come in my life, uh, hurt will come, offence will come, rejection will come. Uh, it's part of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you, if you think that by becoming a Christian you avoided all that... Uh, Please, uh, you have not been a Christian long enough to sadly admit I've been a Christian 40 years um, and I've seen some bad deals happen in church, bad situations happen in church, uh, been on the receiving end um, a few times as well. So, uh, so rejection will happen and um, as much as Christian, the leadership work hard into the culture of the house and all of these things... Uh, if you feel in rejection this morning, um, it will happen, right? It will happen. So what do I do when rejection happens? Um, first of all, I want to think before I speak. Yeah? Um, it's so easy to take offense and it's easy to actually make it worse, right? Because we immediately want to go and sort it out, you know? You know, God forbid. You know, I mean, let's let's just uh, have broad enough shoulders to know that problems happen, offence happens, rejection happens. Uh, the first thing we don't do is actually go and tackle the next person, uh, or actually share and speak it around. I I feel bad today. Yeah. Um, I put another thing. Uh, what about considering the severity? Um, what I mean by that is is it is it really worth a fight? Yeah. It, it, you know what I mean? Is it is it worth a battle? Is it worth, you know, you know? I've got to have broad shoulders. I, you know, I lead a sizable organisation, um, and um, 
I, I don't like the people issues. I mean, thank God we've got Lindsay, you know, and human resources, and she sorts out all the issues. <coughs> that, you know, but, um, you know, you see some people take offence about anything, you know. You know, they walk into your office about anything, any small thing. Uh, and, you know, you say, good grief, we've got an organisation to run, not, not dealing with you every day that you get offended. <laughs> yep. Um, and churches like that. So consider the severity. Is it small? Is it, is it normal? Yeah. Yeah? yeah? We give offence and we don't know we're offending anybody, yeah? yeah? Is it a mistake? Somebody didn't even mean it. Yeah. But suddenly we've took it on board and it's a big issue before, yeah. you know, Christians offended me. I'm just making an example, you know, yeah. Christians offended me today. You know, well, you know, let's just settle a bit. Uh, consider the other person's perspective. You know, I think that's one of the best things. I use the word objective a lot. I'm, I'm, I like to just stand back from my situation and be objective and say, you know, well, you know, what would I have done? Have I, you know, what's happened there? Mm. You know, let, let me take the emotion out of it and get objective with something rather than be dealing with my whole life around emotion. Um, let things settle. Yeah, let, let it settle before you deal with it. You know, have a week, have two weeks, yeah. have a month. If it takes three months, you know, just, just let it relax a bit, you know, rather than dealing with things too quickly. You know, most things blow over, don't they? Yes. Yeah, most problems blow over. They blow away, yeah. yeah? And if we introduce God into our things like that, God, by his Holy Spirit, causes them to blow away as well. Mm. Right. The change in our what happens first is actually the situation doesn't change. Our our attitude changes and our heart changes before the situation changes that we think we've got to deal with. Pray for God to help you. We always want to pray for the other person who's offended us, <laughs> yeah, or the rejection. Um, submit my, my mind and my heart, and let God, by His Holy Spirit, renew my mind, tra- be transformed. Every day by the Spirit of God and submit yourself unto Him. Yeah? yeah. And, and, and rejection, I'm not saying that it totally goes away, but it, it might just change. Submit to God every thought that you have. And, and this one, this one I think is the biggest one. All of those are practical things. But know who you are in God. Yeah? It, you know. People who are not confident in who they are, what their role is, who they are in lots of things, get feel rejection more than most. If you know who you are in God and have confidence in God, I think it might have been Lisa that said, do you know, nothing's gonna, nothing will stop God from blessing yeah, me true. in what my call is, what my role is, yeah. what his thoughts and plans are for me. No man. Yeah. That's true. Right? No man, no person, because uh, rejection will be real. But as long as I'm not rejected and feeling rejected by God, I'm going to be confident in who I am and move on. That's great. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, when you understand that you're accepted by God, I think it's hard to let rejection in, isn't it, Steve? And and that's great. Hey, let's give these guys a massive round of applause. Thanks, guys. Psalm 133 may just come up, but it says this. Where there's unity, okay, I'll read it. How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. 
is like precious oil poured on their head. We'll finish it there. Another version says, where there's unity, God commands the blessing. And religion, offense, control, rejection, what they do is they try to take away from unity. And we need God's blessing in Arena Church. More than anything else, we need God's blessing. And I believe that as we commit to unity, as we commit to keeping those things out, religion, offense, control, rejection, as we commit to keeping those out, that unity will come in. And we need God's unity because we need his blessing. I believe a church united will see an area transformed. I believe a church united will see workplaces change, schools change, uh, a spiritual shift in the area because God's blessings here. We believe in that not just for Elkston, but for Mansfield and for this area as well. Listen, if you're struggling with control, if you're struggling with offense, if you're struggling with rejection, if you're struggling with religion, let me encourage you, give it to God so that you can step into all you can be in your life. I just ask you to bow your head and close your eyes, please, just for a second. You're not praying, you're just giving people 